Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Chet Waterhouse. Oh, brother! How are you, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, if they had an Emmy for drollness, he'd have cleaned up Sunday. College football expert Andy Staples. We're going to be talking to Andy in just a sec. First, let me thank the folks that sponsored this podcast for real. One of the premier comedy clubs in the world, Acme Comedy Club, Minneapolis, Minnesota. If you're up there, you got to go see Axler. We got Advice Corner, Fiery Four, Pop Quiz. Great show coming up. And as always, before we get to my guest, Andy Staples, time for the Waterhouse Update brought to you by Abra Cadabra, the magical bra. College football, Wisconsin swatted Michigan like a fat guy smashing a beetle getting near his pecan pie. UCLA beat Washington State 67-63. Luke Walton had 18 points and uh, 9 rebounds. Georgia snuck by Notre Dame more gingerly than a flight attendant avoiding an argument over a weird service animal. Pittsburgh beat Central Florida by Pat Narduzzi's nose. And finally, Auburn dismantled Texas A&M like Dateline taking apart an alibi. That wrap-up brought to you by Prosecuties, the cutest lawyers in town. NFL, Dallas stronger than the smell of urine on the D train in Manhattan. Packers, ugliest 3-0 start since Dukakis won his first three primaries. Daniel Jones leads the Giants past the Bucks, which is about as important as a bird scooter beating a unicycle to the weed dispensary. Detroit beat Philly. Yeah, not hockey. Saquon Barkley injured versus the Bucks. Rushed to Tampa, St. Pete's, St. Paul, Tampa Hospital. I'm confused. And finally, New England mourned the departure of Antonio Brown by wearing subpoena armband. That wrap-up brought to you by Knitways Expandabelt Funnel Pants. Pour any belly into a pair of knitways. South America's pastime baseball. Wild card tension thicker than Kate Upton's privacy hedge. Oakland so hot authorities lit a backfire to protect a nearby forest. The Brewers, like a parade of Emmy winners for shows you don't watch. They just keep coming at you. PGA, Sebastian Munoz had a one-stroke lead at Sanderson Farms until old man Sanderson came out of the barn and said, Get off my property, all of you. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1988, the place Oakland, California, Jose Canseco became the first baseball player in history to steal 40 bases and hit 40 home runs. He celebrated with 40 vials of steroids. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by Stiff and Salty Pretzels. Guaranteed to taste older than they are. Now, it's finally talk time. My guest today, help me welcome back to the show one of the few sports guys who doesn't take the shouting pills. A true college football expert, Andy Staples. Andy, how are you today? It is a pleasure, Chet, to be on with a titan of the industry like yourself. (laughs) Unfortunately, no one cares about either of our lives. Let's dive right in. (laughs) College football, Wisconsin, nail-gunning Michigan like so much Tyvek. I haven't seen Jim Harbaugh grimace like that since the one colonoscopy he decided to stay awake for. What happened at Camp Randall there? Uh, 
I think that was a colonoscopy. I think that was probably the most accurate description of that game. If you're a Michigan fan, what, what happened was Wisconsin got back to being what Wisconsin was for the previous five years before last year. And oh, by the way, Jonathan Taylor is the best Wisconsin tailback ever, which yeah. is saying something. It's, I mean, it's, uh, you know, think about Ron Bain, Melvin Gordon, all those guys. This guy has a bigger skill set than all of them. It's it, it's crazy. And then you've got Michigan with an offense that has no identity, a defense that did not replace any of the elite talent that lost. No, nobody really replaced Devin Bush, yeah. Chase Winovich, Rashawn Gary, and all of a sudden you have an offense that knows exactly what it is and what it does, and oh, by the way, has a better quarterback than it had last year. And they're just rolling right through. Yeah, in fact, I don't even think they let Michigan's offense carry ID. That's how bad their identification problem is. They got nothing over there. Yeah, yeah, J- uh, Jimmy Harbon, uh, 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 that was ugly. That was ugly. Are Michigan yeah. fans going to revolt? They are. They're, they're done with him. I, it's interesting because the, the administration at Michigan loves Jim Harbaugh. Because, let's, let's face it, they lived through Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hope. So they're like, hey. <laughs> Yeah, this that's is still true. way better than five and seven, but the Michigan fan base is still expecting Big Ten titles. And the, the after Ohio State last year, I think a lot of people sort of took one step, you know, out of the out of the bandwagon. Yeah, I think they jumped off after the Wisconsin game. That that's it because now they have zero confidence that he's going to get it done. And I mean, at this point, I'm not sure either because yeah, they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. But when they play somebody good, they just don't show up. Yeah, and who are they supposed to beat now? Down the rest of that schedule, boy, that looks like uh, Listen, guys Chet, waiting outside Chet. that Pee Wee Herman bar when they knock down the motorcycles. Chet, there's always Rutgers. <laughs> Rutgers exists for some reason, and this is the reason. Maybe Chris Ash rises to the occasion. Hey, speaking of funny looks, Auburn slipped Jimbo Fisher some Rohypnol down there. My goodness. That was, that was crazy what they did to Texas A&M. That is, it was an interesting game because Auburn's defense is great. Dominant. I'm not sure about their offense yet. I'm not sure it matters against most of the teams they play. Like It's probably not going to matter until they play Georgia or Alabama. Maybe it matters a little bit against Florida. But they just – they're impossible to run on, and then they're going to get after your quarterback too. Derek Brown is a 305-pound defensive tackle. He's insane, probably gonna be the, kid. Yeah, yeah, he's probably the first DT off the board in the draft. Dude dropped the pick six. He probably gets the next one. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's incredible. He's and incredible. He, he reminds me of one of the first time I saw that Nick Farrelly kid who uh, yes. uh, barreled through there like a meth uh, addict looking for the Coors, uh, Coors cooler at a 7-Eleven. He went nuts. He looked like that. He looked like Nick Fairley to me. It's not the Coors cooler. It's the uh, it's the ice tray <laughs> sure, they, in yeah. the front with all the various uh, tall boys and, and ports put into the ice. You use your butt ice, your your old English, all, all that good stuff. That's so, true. That, yeah. that, that addiction uh, point brought to you by <laughs> Winers, exactly what you'd expect out of a wine bar and YouTube, like YouTube, but fatter. So this Gus Malzahn guy, he looks like someone, uh, incidentally, who worked under Bob Haldeman in the Nixon administration. How does he have a Southern <laughs> accent? I don't get it. It sounds wrong out of his mouth. Well, you got to understand, he, you know, it's, it's kind of the Arkansas preacher in him. 
you know, it, it really depends on where you grow up. I mean, I think if you, if you grow up in Massachusetts, you wind up going to Harvard and, you know, working in a presidential administration. If you grow up in the middle of Arkansas, you either preach or you yeah. coach high school football. And he coached high school football so well that he became a college coach. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he was staring at driving a big rig for the rest of his life in central Arkansas. And he went, there's got to be something better. So now, now has he got it? Can he, can he build around this Knicks kid they got at, uh, at quarterback and, and make something happen down there? And make well, people my... forget uh, all about uh, all about uh, uh, the, when, the, the, the when, sour days at Auburn. You mean when they almost paid thirty two million dollars to buy him out last year? Yeah, that, yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> so, Bo Nix is an interesting case study because you watch that Texas A and M game, you're like, "Wow, this guy's comfortable in the offense. He looks like he's the right guy to lead it." And then you look at the stats afterward, you're like, "Huh, that's pretty awful." Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Right. Didn't so that up. I, I don't know what, but I will say the good Gus Malzahn teams at Auburn, and I, I will, I will include the 2010 national title team because he was the, the offense coordinator then, but the good ones have developed as the year has gone on offensively. They've gotten better and better. They're going to have to get better quick because Mississippi state is who they play this week. They've got dudes up front that are going to make it hard to run. So Nix is going to have to figure something out. Yeah. They and let's Florida be honest. next week. And and he, uh, yeah, he, he he walked into on campus. Uh, his name was probably Wilbur Crawford, and they said, "Yeah, that's not going to fly for an Auburn quarterback." So you're Bo Nix from now on. Notre well, Dame, <laughs> holy smokes, getting major points for hanging with Georgia, which is you know like me getting high fives for dating Rihanna, but they did it, and I haven't. So, so uh, did they prove something in defeat to a lot of teams, to a lot of people? Uh, I mean. Yeah, they're they're pretty good, but I, I don't know if we know about them or Georgia yet. I, I I think we need to see. We'll get a good picture of Notre Dame. They play Virginia this week. Virginia's probably the second best team in the ACC behind Clemson. So I didn't realize that's not saying much, but <laughs> that is that is going to be a test for them after they played this kind of body blow game against Georgia. Right. So I think I think we will find out that Notre Dame is pretty good. That the Georgia's really good, and that. It's great, but if you're Notre Dame, you're not in a conference, you got to go 12 and 0 to make the playoff, so it really doesn't matter in terms of the playoff at this point. Right, right. That that that, that Andy Stables tip brought to you by by Massagini, the shoulder massage for when you don't want a shoulder massage. After putting up 67 versus Washington State is Chip Kelly hitting his stride or is Mike Leach experimenting with the four-man defense? What's going on up there? I don't know what was happening. It was so late where I was. I'm on the East Coast. It's 2 in the morning. I, I don't understand any of what I'm watching. And, and I'm, I'm laughing because I've seen these people say, the light went on for the UCLA offense. I'm like, does it really matter when he gave up 63? Yeah, you're you dealing with you that. most of those games. Right. You're dealing with crank power when you're uh, up against the Washington State D for the most part. So it's still not an accurate power read. It was, I, I've just never seen anything like that. And yeah, so great. They've scored more than 14 points. Now, if they give up than 50 next week, 
maybe we're on to something here. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. It's, it's a building process. But it might be a glimmer of hope for UCLA fans. And, of course, a thorn in the side for my producer, Gary Smith, who is both an Arizona fan and a hate Clay Helton uh, USC fan. Is that correct, Gary? Is wait, that wait, correct? wait. How is that possible? All right, so it's very confusing, and I know I'm not going to try to defend it, but my family has a long lineage. I have a father and a grandfather who both taught at SC, so I've been going to SC games since since the childhood. Since they I was have teachers okay. at USC. Apparently, I didn't know that. I don't know what they're doing. They tell me they're teachers. I don't know. And then I went to U of A. So I what sport? What sports did they pretend to play to get in? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, Fair. I'm not even going to try so, to defend that. Uh, as a as a bear down wildcat, though, you should if, if you think Clay Helton's not the guy for USC, you should want him to stay there. Uh, true, as a bear down wildcat guy, I do, but I try to separate the allegiance unless they're playing against each other. And as a USC fan, mm. I'm tired of watching Clay Helton not do a good job and be saved by these fourth string quarterbacks that are just desperate to be Matt Leinart. See, these are these are the type of, of shenanigans that are are passable in the Pac-12, where you can be. You could have an allegiance to two teams in the same division. Like where I'm from, if you tried to have an allegiance to Florida and Georgia at the same time, killed. Like, you'd be excommunicated, yeah. disowned, killed. You'd just be thrown out in the street. Killed. You would be shot out back of a Casey's convenience store in rural Georgia. Hey, let's play the Corleone game, Andy. Andy Stables with us. This is where you tell me who's Sonny, who's Fredo, and who's Michael. SEC Conference. Who's Sonny, who's Fredo, who's Michael? I, I, I think Michael might be Georgia this year. Oh! Look at it's, Nick Saban. It's a tough one. Now, I'm not sure where the toll booth is for LSU, though, because they are they are really scoring in bunches. But defensively, they gave up a bunch to Texas. They gave up some to Vanderbilt. But when you score 66, it's not, I don't ding you too much for giving up over 30. But still, okay, I'm going to give them Sonny because they they right. they've shown a flaw there. Um, Fredo, who is Fredo? Well, I'm not making Alabama Fredo. So this is, this is a problem. I, 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 Let me bail I, you out. You live in. down there in Mississippi is Fredo. Oh, well, Arkansas, no, Arkansas is Fredo. Arkansas. Arkansas, Arkansas yeah. just lost to San Jose State. Yeah. Arkansas, they're, they're already rowing Arkansas out to the middle of the lake. They're going to put a bullet in the heads. Big 10, Sonny Fredo Michael. Well, I, Michael is Ryan Day. Michael's Ohio State. No, yeah, no yeah, question. Yeah. They, yeah, they are absolutely. the class, class of the joint. Um, Sunny is Wisconsin. They're they're ready to you know they're old school. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the next in line, the lineage. But the toll booth is of course Ohio State. <laughs> the, the horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> and Fredo right now is a uh, is the victors who didn't didn't enjoy yeah, victory. Yeah, on that's Saturday. That'd be Michigan. <laughs> that's really true. Okay, last one. Pac twelve. Do they even have three Corleones in the Pac-12? <laughs> Can they I, get there? I'm going to make Oregon Michael. I still think they have the best chance to win the league. I think they, they have the best chance if you get outside of the league at, at doing something in the playoff, if they make the playoff. Uh, Sonny? Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with SC because, yeah. look, they beat Utah, okay? If you can beat Utah, you can win the South. They yeah. did it with their third string quarterback. Now, if they lose another, 
if they lose Matt Fink, I don't know where they go. They got Jack Sears on campus in the transfer portal, which I don't know if it's a, there's like a field around him at all times <laughs> that is like Star Trek. But if they could somehow fish him out and say, hey, look, we may need you to come back and play. Could you maybe do that? Yeah. That maybe, maybe. But the toll booth is going to be Notre Dame, which doesn't count in the Pac-12 standings, but counts. Yeah, yeah, period. nationally. Yeah, yeah. So, who's Fredo? Oh, man. Well, Oregon State lost to Hawaii earlier this year, so maybe I'll give it to them. Uh, UCLA just played its way out of Fredo for one Yeah, week, yeah, they did. Give, give it another week. Yeah, they're, 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 they're the forgotten Corleone Tony right now. <laughs> All right, listen, I got a bona fide big-time college football expert and culinary master with me. A lot of people uh, forget that about you, Andy Staples. Time for Advice Corner, actual takeaway from the great Andy Staples. Uh, We're going to go mostly food on this one. This is where you give advice. Uh, There's kids out there listening. They're going to need some help down the road, and we're going to give it to them. Best press box food in the nation. There isn't one. Your company's paying for you to eat. Go somewhere better. Go somewhere <laughs> Leave the game. Leave the press box. Eat somewhere better. Matchup you would want to see in college football for double delicious tailgating. Oh, LSU, best tailgating ever. Who'd you, who'd, who'd you go with? with uh, versus oh, they played, played in Houston and played in, in Green Bay. But I want to see them in Baton Rouge together. You want to see Wisconsin side by side? Wisconsin LSU in Baton Rouge. They may yes, never together. play the game. Oh, they would, and they don't need to. No, really, no, really. everybody would have a good enough time without a game. Really, I, I think the Middle East could learn something about the peace process from Wisconsin LSU tailgating. Best home snack. For the midnight highlight show that you have in the Staples residence, what do you like to go to? When you've seen these highlights five times, and now you're thinking about, I better really bone up because i got to do this on radio Monday. Well, see, now I'm now I'm doing Pac-12 After Dark watching that. So uh, I'd say probably an old-fashioned. Oh, nice. And that's, <laughs> yeah. in the, that's, in the, that's in the short glass, whatever they call that. Oh, the, the tumbler, yes. Yeah, yeah, the tumbler. Uh, emergency yeah, to, snack. When you think you have nothing in the house, when you honestly think, I have nothing in the house, and you open those cupboards and you go, Andy Staples, I can do better than this. I can make there's something. A, what do you make? There's a bag of beef jerky in my in my backpack that I travel with at all times, just in case. <laughs> it's, like, it's like one of those self-defense mace knives. Combin combo things. You got the jerky, so you're never alone. I like it. Mine, canned beans and leftover salsa. Mix those together. Boom. Who needs the carbs? And finally, Andy Staples, should kids still major in journalism? Never. I shouldn't have. <laughs> major in something useful and then write and do a podcast and talk on the radio and all that stuff in your spare time, and you'll still get a job. It'd be great. That Advice Corner brought to you by Pill Bottle Cotton. Make your own clothes with Pill Bottle Cotton. It's free cotton, for God's sake. Now, it's time for the Fiery Four. The Fiery Four. Andy, these are sports takes hotter than a jealous Cuban. Fire number one. Who's your dark horse to bust into the four-team NCAA football playoff? I'm going to go with... 
LSU, which we can't get much darker than that because nobody else has a real chance beyond about six teams. So yeah. I'm just going to say LSU because they do actually have a chance. Yeah, and they, 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 and they can prove it during the season, actually. So they can actually play their way in uh, and not have to worry about uh, uh, some fat guys in a room somewhere uh, down in their own old fashions and, uh, and then just moving teams around on a magnetic board. Fire number two! Ooh, that was a good one. Which team is just under the radar that could pull a major surprise, maybe not into the Final Four, maybe not into the Great Eight or whatever the hell you're going to call it when that happens. But which team out there is looking like they can replace uh, Central Florida, somebody like that, they can shoot up and surprise everybody? Well, I'm going to go with the Cal Bears because they're still undefeated. They're the only undefeated team left in the Pac-12. They've already won at Washington. So if they could somehow beat Oregon – you're talking about potential Pac-12 North champion Cal. And then you get a one-game one thing to see if they win the league. So Justin Wilcox and the, and the Cal Bears, they, they're doing it. Hey, maybe a, maybe a Cal-Wisconsin Rose Bowl, you can smoke out uh, some of those. Uh, some of those well, uh, the Cal uh, people can give the Wisconsin people the munchies. And the Wisconsin people can introduce the Cal people to brats, and they can they can pretend that they're impossible brats. They'll say, "No, yeah. no, this is not this is not animal." Really, it's it's cow and pig, but they don't have to know that. Yeah, and all those anti-war protesters who are still on the lam from Vietnam probably smoke some of those. Fire number three is Clay Helton actually crushing it, considering he's on a fifth-string quarterback who's literally Laurie Laughlin's son. <laughs> That's how he uh, got in. This kid, had think, he, he didn't even know he was on the football team. They looked at I him and said, that, hey, you, you look like a quarterback. So if they win the Pac-12, Aunt Becky doesn't have to go to jail, right? That's, that's, that is the law of the land. That yeah, is that, federal law. <laughs> See, they, should, uh, yeah, they should plea deal that immediately. All right. So here's the thing. If he loses this one, there's your built-in excuse. Yeah. Then, then you can really say, listen. What was I supposed to do? So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he may keep his job. Yeah, he might. He, he, he's, he looks better in the, uh, in, in the uh, mixed fabric T-shirt. When he goes all cotton, you see the paunch. But when, when he goes with that shiny wick, wick, uh, wick away, uh, yeah, that material, that stuff that's not even uh, organic on any level, it's actually a, a, a petroleum-based product. When he wears a T-shirt based out of that, yeah, then he's got something going on. I, I'm not about to criticize another man's paunch. <laughs> and who should? There's a sound drop. And finally, fire number four. Your final four prediction for football and your national champ. Who's going to be in? All right. Clemson's getting in. They're not losing again. I think Ohio State gets in this year. I don't. I, I think they avoid the random, insane, huge loss to somebody who goes six and six. So I think they're in there from the SEC. I'm gonna say Georgia, uh-huh. and then I'm gonna say Jalen Hurts and the Oklahoma Sooners. Wow. Yes, Joe Burrow sitting at home watching OLSU. He teased you earlier in the podcast, and now he showed the level of faith he actually had. That fiery four brought to you by Garage in Your Pants, the 8-inch tool 
that can do anything. Now, I understand you may have a pop quiz for me. These are three questions, Andy. they got to have kind of a factual answer. I don't know why. I don't get them, whether they're esoteric or essay or a factual. But I try. I'm 478 and 1, so 578 and 1. I won two weeks ago. Uh, so, uh, so I'm on a streak. I'm on a hot streak. Three questions about anything. Could be college football. Could be food. Could be music. Could be stock car racing. It does not matter. I will probably screw them up no matter what. So, Andy Staples, do you have a pop quiz for me? Oh, hang on. We got uh-huh. a pop quiz theme song. Hang on. Listen to this. Pop, pop quiz. Imagine I actually pre-recorded that. That's beautiful. Pop quiz. That was the live one. Why do I have to add, brother? Just give Much my like Bill O'Reilly, we'll, we'll, we'll do it live. <laughs> All right. So, this week in 1977, The Love Boat premiered on ABC. Yes. Fred Grandy played your yeoman purser gopher. What state did Fred Grandy later represent as a U.S. representative? Iowa. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. One right. I'm not even going to elaborate on I'm not even going to joke on that. I don't want to do rug yanked out from under me. I got one right. Your friend Dave Damashek, big Pittsburgh guy, okay? How old was Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin when he was hired to replace Bill Cowell? Tomlin was 37. He was 34. Holy moly. (laughs) That's right. He doesn't look young now. He still is young. Yeah, but he's like the guys in the Isley Brothers. He's looked 34 since he was 16. That's not fair. (laughs) All right, one and one. Here's the rubber question. Let's see if I can pull it out. Andy Staples, fire away. All right, I feel like this will be near and dear to your heart, Chet. How many times in a row has Wisconsin beaten Michigan at Camp Randall Stadium? That was uh, Saturday made it six, I believe. Five. Five, oh, brother. Well, I'm counting uh, three years from now, too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because uh, they're, they're going to have Clay Helton as their head coach. <laughs> I, have, I have a bonus question if you need one to pull even so you can you know, love you know, to so I can the, add the, to that tie the, category the record. Go for yes. it. so last week you had on Steve Gorman from the Black Crows their biggest hit is Hard to Handle who first recorded Hard to Handle I'm going to say oh, let me think I'm gonna say Janis I'll go with Janis Joplin Otis Redding Otis Redding dang it oh, nuts wow I actually went one in three so now I have uh, i I'm owing one for next week. <laughs> oh, that's sad. My guest today, the Cary Grant of college football experts, Andy Staples, a man with class and smoothness. Follow Andy on Twitter at Andy underscore Staples. Andy, what's the podcast you're doing and where do we catch it? The podcast is The Andy Staples Show, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. You can also subscribe to The Athletic, which is where I write. Uh, to read all the rambling stuff I write. And you can listen to another episode of my ramblings on Fridays if you are subscribed. Uh, listen to me, uh, folks. Uh, this is worth it. Uh, this guy is funny, knowledgeable, quiet, doesn't ram it down your throat, and uh, just a joy to listen to. Andy, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Chet. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. Visit jeffcesario.com for upcoming dates. Thanks to all of you for listening. Support my sponsors, the Improv Comedy Clubs. Avoid becoming a disgruntled ex-employee. Blow off some steam at the Improv Comedy Clubs. And, of course, 
Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where oh, this very weekend, Jeff Cesario going to be recording his album up there. That'll be fun. Hey, if you want more of me this weekend, Andy and everyone, I'll be in Thorngash, New Mexico, calling the 11th annual Snake Venom Suck-Off. It's pretty disgusting, but I get a turquoise tie clasp and free tequila. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.